This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Good. Can you hear me? There we go. How are we doing today, FCFC? It's so good to see you guys all here today. I am not Pastor Stormy. My name is Pastor Dylan. I am the youth pastor here at FCFC. But one thing I want you guys to know about me is that I'm a huge honor person. So I always want to give honor where honor is due. And that is to our pastors, Pastor Stormy and Pastor Shelly Swan. We love you guys. We honor you guys so much. Thank you guys for always cheering us on. Come on, FCFC. If you love your senior pastors, give them a shout. They are not here with us today, but I know you guys are watching from live stream and everybody that's watching from live stream right now, either from your cell phone, on Facebook, on YouTube, on your big screen TV at home, we thank you guys for tuning in with us. But before we jump into tonight's word, I got to lay some ground rules with some of my seasoned people out there since I haven't been able to speak in front of you guys before. Now, you church knows this, but I want you guys to understand this as well. We preach at you church that a quiet church is a dead church, and a dead church means that there is no life within it. But the church Jesus Christ is not dead, but it is alive, and it is not quiet, but it is loud. So I want you guys to preach back to me tonight, okay? Because the hungrier you guys are for the word and shouting me down, the better the preaching's gonna get, okay? You gotta see that for me, okay? I want you guys to say, come on, pastor, preach it, white boy, bring the house down, bishop, whatever you want to say, because I believe that God and his word deserves a better praise than Texas Tech football does, because we all know they're not that good anyways, okay? So I challenge you guys today, be hungry for the word. Can you do that for me? Awesome. I got one, yeah, so I'm good for that. A mentor once told me one time that you get out of the word what you put into it. So get your order in because we're all about to get fed tonight, all right? If you have your Bibles, turn them on to Exodus 23, verse 20 through 23. And then we're going to jump down to verse 29 and 30 as well in that same chapter. And if you're taking notes with me, I want you to write down today's title, and it's this. Taking ground little by little. Taking ground little by little. Little. In Exodus 23, verse 20, it says this, Behold, I send an angel before you to guard you on the way and to bring you to the place that I have prepared. Pay careful attention to him and obey his voice. Do not rebel against him, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if you carefully obey his voice and do all that I say, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. When my angel goes before you and brings you to the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites and everyone else that has a hard name to pronounce, I will blot them out. Jump down to verse 29 with me. I will not drive them out before you in one year, least the land become desolate and the wild beasts multiply against you. Last verse, verse 30. Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased and possess the land. Would you pray with me real quick? Jesus, help me today to bring the word, your word to your people with eloquent speech. Father, grace us today to know you more today than we did yesterday. And everybody said, amen and amen. I have a question for you. Have you ever been so focused on the big picture that you missed something small? Have you ever gotten so ahead of yourself that you just skipped over the details? Well, that's happened to me before. One time I wanted to go fishing with one of my buddies at a local lake in the Abilene area while we were in high school. And we were hyped up about it. We had it all planned out that we were going to go to the lakeside, park his truck backwards, and get into the spot. Every, everybody that's a fisherman knows the spot that has the gold mine of fish in it. So we got our supplies together quickly. We got our fishing poles. We got our radio, because you can't fish without good music. And we got our tackle box, and we hit the road to the lake. We get there. We got all the big things we need to fish. We get into our spot that's going to give us this gold mine of fish, we believe, and we realize that we had no bait. You can't fish if you ain't got no bait. 
So we left the lake, went to Walmart real quick to get some bait, came back, got into our spot, cast out our lines. And I don't know about you, but when I fish, I'm hungry all the time. Because if the fish are going to be snacking on my worms, I want to be snack-lacking as well. So I told my buddy I was going to take his truck, go back to Walmart, get some snacks, and then come back. And that's exactly what I did. Came back, put my line into the water because I finally had my snack-lackies, and I was giving the word, some of the uh, worms to the fishes, and it was all good. And then my buddy looks at me, and he said, hey, you see that truck coming this way? That's stopping at everybody that's fishing. And I said, "Mm mm-hmm. And he's like, does that look like a game order to you? And I said, mm-hmm. He said, well, I forgot to get me a license while we were at Walmart earlier. Do you have yours? And I said, mm-mm. And he was like, well, okay, let's go ahead and leave then. So as easy as we could, we put all of our stuff back in the truck, and we just hightailed it out of there because we were not trying to get no ticket that day. But our four-hour fishing experience only was about 20 minutes of our lines actually in the water. We were so focused on just fishing on the big picture, on the end result, that we missed all the small details in between, and it totally ruined our fishing experience. And tonight, we're going to use this scriptures that we just read on how God calls us to lay out the small things in our life, to surrender to him into the small, to never look over the small, because the little is your increase. We read in Exodus 23 that God delivered the Israelites from Egypt and is preparing the promised land for them so they can practice all the laws that he wrote out to them in the previous three chapters in Exodus, and that God sent provisions to deliver them into his promise. Let me go over those promises real quick with you because those were the verses that we jumped over a bit earlier in our reading. Exodus 23, verse 20 through 22 contains promises for cursing for those who disobey and blessings for those who do obey. Verse 23 says that when the people arrive in Canaan, God promises to do away with their enemies. Verse 24 then says Israelites are then to destroy all of the Canaanite idols. And then in verse 25 and 26, it talked about that obeying God will result in good health, long life, and a prosperous way of life for them. I want you to know that God has given each one of us promises for our lives. But this promise doesn't come easy. It's taken through battles. It's taken through trials. It helps us develop our trust and our dependency on God, while not only in the battles, while not only in the trials, but also while we're in the promised land. And this is why in Exodus 23, verse 30, it says, Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to possess the land. See, there are two phrases right here that I want you to write down today, okay? I love note takers. So please write these down, little by little and until you have increased. Little by little and until you have increased. Two processes of God's promises. Or you could say it like this in layman's terms, consistency and growth. Let me hear you guys say consistency. Now let me hear you say growth. That's beautiful. I want to dig into this one verse and pull a few points out of it, okay, tonight. Point number one for you guys is this, little by little. Let's look at this first one, and let me give you guys a heads up for ones who have never walked with God through something before. Has anyone in here ever walked with God through something? Let me see some hands. I know everybody that's been a believer for at least a year has walked with God through something. Does he ever move at our speed? No. He will never move at your speed. And living in a culture of I want it my way and I want it now doesn't really help our flesh out, does it? Can I get a witness? Anybody? See, we live in a fast food culture that teaches us a fast food faith. When I pray, I want my answer now. When I speak to that mountain, I want it moved now. But let me help you out today. Just because it's a delayed response does not mean that you are denied your promise. God works little by 
little. Remember I told you guys earlier that little is your increase? Well, the other day I went to Whataburger. Wow, I can't even say Whataburger. Shocking, you know, it's my second heaven. But one thing I despise about Whataburger is even though it is fast food, the drive-thru takes forever. I know that if there are three cars in the drive-thru at Whataburger, I best go across the street to Chick-fil-A, even if there's 20 cars in front of me, because I know I'm getting my chicken nuggies and my waffle fries in five minutes, okay? I don't know how they do it, but they are the staple of fast food service and quality. And just because they're a Christian company, we start to believe that all things that are Christ-like go like Chick-fil-A's drive through But let me tell you today, our speed only rushes the results, while God's course develops our character. In fact, Joshua's conquest took seven years. Seven years! Before he was able to walk around the walls of Jericho, it took seven years to take over this land. And you know, they still did not wipe out all their enemies. If God had given them all the land at once, it would have become desolate and inhabited by wild animals before Israel could have ever came in and cultivated it because of how big the landmass was. We even read that in verse 29 when it says, I will, dr- I will drive them out before you in one year, lest the land becomes desolate and the wild beasts multiply among you. See, God will not give you more than you can handle at one time, but slowly, start, slowly give you increase for you to delegate. Some of us think that just because it's our blessing, we can have it now. But let me tell you something. God is not J.G. Wentworth, honey. But just because a process may have seemed to take longer than it expected, just because the corona may have cut four months out of all of our lives, just because it is delayed does not mean that you are denied. Just as God promised to go before the Israelites and conquer their enemies, he wants to do the same with us today. You will grow into your calling. He will lead you through the storm. God will pull us through this season little by little. Come on, let me hear you say it again. Little by little, everybody at once. Little by little. Come on. The ones of you watching at home right now on the live stream, I want you guys to say little by little. Let me hear you. I know I heard you say it, all right? Because little is increase. Point number two for today is this, until you have increased. We're talking about growth here, okay? The second part of verse 30 was this, until you have increased and possess the land. Did you know that God expects growth? He expects growth from us. He doesn't want to leave us the same way he found us. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm a little over six feet tall, and on a good day after I've gone to the chiropractor, I could probably hit six one. But I've not always been this tall. When I was a freshman in high school, your boy was hitting five feet, four inches in cowboy boots, all right? But by the end of my sophomore year, I started to grow. And I was almost six feet tall. In one year, I grew many inches. In a year's time, I grew little by little every month. But just because it was little by little didn't mean that it didn't hurt a lot, a lot. I had growing pains. My knees had growing pains. My my whole body had growing pains. So many times I hear Christians say, well, if it's God's will, he will bring it to pass. Yes, true. But you have been qualified to delegate your own life and time as well. God wants us to grow our lives with him. He wants to walk with us. God wants to go through the growing pains and growing seasons with us. God wants to walk through these desolate seasons with us. God wants to bring you out of the Rona into the promised land. But sometimes we're so stuck on the growing pains that we can't even see past our growing pains. The growing pains of this season right now for many people are the masks that we have to wear everywhere. Why do I have to put Germex on my hand to come into church like it's communion or something? Why do I have to stand six feet away from somebody? Like, I know when I sneeze, it comes out like 100 miles an hour, so it's hitting somebody. Church online? 
why are we going to do church online? That makes no sense. I didn't get to walk across the stage. These loss of wages have hurt me. These growing pains, they hurt. But so many times we forget that God is in the growing pains with us. What are you doing in the meantime to get you to your promise? Because God equips the called. 2 Timothy 1.9 says, he has saved us and called us into a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace for us. So if he is equipping us, what does that mean? What does that mean, Pastor Dylan? Well, it means that he's putting us in this endless seed, time, and harvest seasons in our lives. Once you've been called by God, we are continually put in a cycle of seed, time, and harvest. He puts seed into us, and then he gives us time, and then he gives us time, little by little, a little more time. And you know when most people quit? You know when most people turn back? During the time. You've never seen someone turn back once they've reached the harvest. They've never, you will never reach your promise if you turn back during the time. He gives us seed to grow us, time to stretch us, and then a harvest to give glory right back to him. Seed, time, and harvest isn't just for a tithe. It's for every part of your life. Many times in my life, I've witnessed these seasons of seed, time, and harvest, and then again another seed, time, and harvest, then again another seed, time, and harvest, of being filled and then being poured out and being filled and then being poured out, filled, given four months of my life where I had to sit at home for a while, and then God was like, I'm going to pour you out now. But what if in that seven-year period when the, Israel, when the Israelites were trying to take over this desolate place, we're like, no, nah, God, you're taking way too long for my liking. I'm going back. And you know what's funny is that they did think this. They actually said it. While they were in the wilderness for 40 years, in Exodus 16, verse 3, the Israelites said, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. Really? They went on to say, there we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. So many people don't reach their promise because they would rather live in bondage with security than live in freedom by faith. But can I help you today? You can't enter the promised land without sanctification, which means you will not get to your promise without first setting yourself apart from your old self, from your old life. Let me take it back to layman's terms. You must grow. You must grow through the growing pains and then grow some more. Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased and taken possession of the land. I believe God is calling us out of our old ways of Christianity, having bubble wrap wrapped around us all the time, and into this new promise that he wants every tribe, every tongue, and every nation to know the name of Jesus. And it's about time that this promise has come across this earth. We all thought online church was lame. Oh, I want to go worship with my people. But what I saw when I seen God take over the internet was I saw God touching people's lives that would have never stepped foot in a church before, that would have never came through these doors before. Every time we would post a sermon, every time we would post an encouraging word with one of our pastors, you guys liking and sharing it to your friends and your peers and the people you work with, those are people that may have never stepped inside of a church, but you know they were getting on Facebook and scrolling. You know they have watched things that we were posting out because you guys decided to share it out. I believe we were doing the work of Jesus even more because we were reaching people exactly where they were at, even if it was just laying in bed with their hand over their head like this with their cell phone. We were reaching people, but it was because we allowed the church to grow. It just took a pandemic to grab our attention that the church is not a crutch to our salvation, but a place you could come and grow to be sent out. 
Someone needs to hear that again today. It took a pandemic for us to see that the church building is not a crutch for our salvation, but a place you come to grow and then to be sent out. A place where God puts seed into you and he builds you and then to be poured out for a harvest. God expects you to grow. And until you have increased, you will not reach the promises for your life. I'm stirring someone up today because I know I'm stirring my own self up today. And point number three, if I can have the band to come up and play behind me, I'd appreciate it. Point number three today is this. Surrender to God in the small. Surrender to God in the small, I would be failing you to preach a message to you without giving you a way to apply it to your life as you walk out of these doors today or as you turn off your phone today or exit out of YouTube or Facebook. But my goal for you today is this. Practice consistency little by little. Surrender to God in the small. Because, you know, sometimes it's easier to obey God in the big things, right? We flip our Bible a couple pages over to the left. We find the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill or steal, commit adultery. It's easy to say we're a Christian. Didn't Pastor Stormy speak a whole message on that this last Sunday? We can go to Mardell's and get a cool, funky Christian T-shirt or a cross tattoo or necklace or bracelet. Go to all these Christian concerts that come through Lubbock's area. It's easy to look the fit, but can you... Fulfill the bill of it? It's easy to walk into a church building, click share on a Jesus Facebook post talking about how great our God is, which if you haven't shared this video, share it to your friends. Tag on it. This white boy is preaching fire. But what about the small things he's asking from you today? To read your Bible daily. It always amazes me that when I tell people to read their Bible daily, it's like if I'm stepping on their toes. If you ask anybody that has walked with God their entire life, they will put reading their Bible daily right up next to breathing. You don't have to tell people to breathe, right? I don't have to, I don't have to be like, hey, breathe. I have to put on Facebook when I go home, hey, make sure y'all breathing out there. Like, of course. So many people ask me all the time, how do I hear and get direction from God? Um, hello, read your Bible. This entire message I'm preaching to you today is, I got it all from my daily readings a couple months ago. What about praying intentionally for yourself or for your family or for others or for this pandemic or our entire world? While I was in college, I used to hear a quote from the founder of Christ for the Nations who passed away way before I got there. But they would always quote him this one quote saying that we need to pray one violent prayer every day. Not a band-aid prayer to clean us up, make us feel good about ourselves, but to go intentionally after whatever we were praying for. Maybe one thing you need to surrender to is cutting off bad influences in our lives. Come on now, we all have them. We all know people that when we get around, our other side comes out. I'm not saying for you just to cut those people off, but just to love them from afar. There's many people that I didn't have to cut off, but I'm telling you, I hug them from afar now, like if we've been in the pandemic this entire time. Maybe it's unfollowing those pages on social media that then make you go click on websites that you're not supposed to. Or the bad influence of music that you're putting in your ears or the Netflix shows you're watching at night. What do you put into your eyes and ears? Like Pastor Stormy always says, be careful little eyes what you see. Or what if the thing you need to surrender to God in the small today is that thing he's been working on your heart for a long time called your tithe. Woo, watch the toes. Your first 10% of increase. That first seed you need to give back to God. See, I didn't say give to God. I said give back to God. There's a difference. It's always been his. If I can get you guys to stand on paper with me, I'd appreciate it. But these are just little things 
that God put on my heart to share with you about surrendering to Him and taking ground in your own life, little by little. Maybe you have something else on your heart today that you need to surrender to God so that He may increase your land. But I want you guys to know today that our God is not a pushy father. If I wanna go and fight my own battles and wield my own sword, He'll let me. He won't make me follow Him. He won't make me give to Him. He won't make me serve Him. But I can tell you my life's been a whole lot greater ever since I started doing those things. But I wanna invite you guys down here tonight to the altar for a time of worship. We have these little X's on the floors down here. They're very spread out so no, no other family can be around another family. But if you do come down with your family, make sure y'all stay in one vicinity, one X, so that we can fit as many people up here as we can while still following protocol. But if you have something heavy on your heart tonight, bring it down here and give God the small so he can start working on your heart little by little. We have to stop looking to fix our relationship with God overnight and just start following him little by little. He will grow you and move you into the promise of your life. If that is you, I want to invite you to start coming down right now. And if you're at home on live stream, I know there's been many stories that I've read in the Old Testament where people just created altars right wherever they were at. They would stack stones and they would say, this is a blessed place because God did a work in me here. If God has touched you today, I want to challenge you guys to build a pillow for it. Use your altar, use your cell phone and just come to God saying, God, Let's take ground tonight, little by little, together. And if you're in here, I want to invite you to come on down as we go in time. Go into a time. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.